0: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh, shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's
1: best-kept secret. I am the anti christ of professional wrestling! I can't run the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. You're the editor, right? on the yes, I'm from New York. I'll get downright nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. house <laughs> hello everybody welcome to black and white i am So this is the great the great stevie wright you know something
0: i'm not sure the people are really gravitating to black and white like they used to what Are the people people still gravitating to black and white? People
1: love black and white. They love black and white. Absolutely love black and white. They love black and white. As a matter of fact, they love it so much. And Stevie, I I love you so much. (laughs) I got a surprise for you to open the show. You just showed me the show. Hey, old tiny. No, 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 no. Are you ready? I'm ready. I right, hold on. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> hold on, Stevie. Here we go. You Are waiting. you ready? Yeah, I'm waiting. All right, here we go. Here we go, Stevie. <clears throat> <laughs> this is just for you, sir. You know, every now and then, I think you might like to hear something. Nice and easy. But there's just one thing, you see. We never, ever do nothing nice and easy. We always do it nice and rough. But we're going to take the beginning of this song and we're going to do it easy. We're going to do the finish rough. That's the way we do Proud Mary. Rolling on the river. Listen to the story now. (laughs) working for the man every night and day. But I never lost one minute of sleep. And I was worried about the way things might have been. Big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary keep on burning. Oh. (laughs) Rolling, 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 rolling on the river. Rolling on a river. Come on, Tina. Rolling on the river. Here we go. Here we go, Stevie. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hey! That's a good job in the city. <laughs> Working for the man every night and day. And I never lost one minute of sleep And Worry about the way What have been. <laughs> yeah, Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Does Sonny Ono ever do that for you?
0: He never did
1: it. Never? Never did it. So I, I'm going to have to tell him. We I'm going to have to d- tell him. We are going to dedicate this this show. We lost two great brothers and sisters this week,
0: absolutely
1: two great brothers and sisters this week. Let's dedicate the show to Jim Brown and Tina Turner. Um, Bro, Stevie, I gotta say this. What's that? When I first of all, you know, the Tina Turner death came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. No way. I, I, one minute, she's there's a picture of her on my computer, and Tina Turner dead at 80, 83. Right. I think that's the part that blew me away. Okay. Because I never, I guess I haven't seen her recently, but, man, when, listen, let, let's be honest, Stevie. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you and I are from that same era. We go way back. Right. There's no question in my mind. Tina Turner was the one that brought sexuality to music. I mean. Uh, I have to to agree with you 100%. and, And Stevie, I don't even think it was close there was no one before her, bro, when she came out with those short skirts and the dances next to her and legs up to her neck. Right. Bro, I can't remember any musical act, black or white, before her, that just you know, bro, Donna Summer would later, you know, love to love your baby and yeah. all that stuff. That, yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. then we had Sheena Easton right. with strut and all that. You even had Cher to some right, extent. Right, right, right. Nobody did it like that before. You know what, Tina bro?
0: I had never thought about it like that, but you 100 percent right. We're talking about the mid-60s. Right. We're talking about mid-60s, you know, and that was just like you know, on stage, dynamite.
1: Bro, think about it. Mid-60s, you know, mid the first ones that come to mind, especially with the black community, you're talking about Aretha Franklin. Right.
0: You're talking well, every,
1: about Di- Diana Ross. And everything in that era was about elegance. Absolutely, bro. Elegance Absolutely. And,
0: and, and how to style. Yes. Style, yes. grace. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Things like that. This was a whole nother ball game, brother, and you know that was all Ike's idea.
1: Bro, th- l- listen, let's let's be honest. Th- this was 100% sex. Yeah. P- period. Period yeah. of the
0: story. Right. And brother, when they did a live show, it was second to none. Yes. You didn't follow. You didn't no. follow them. No. You know what I'm saying? If you followed them, brother, it was like starting all over again.
1: Bro, she was like—I would say she was like the female version ba- back then of a James Brown. Yeah, and and I don't know who you would compare compare her. You know to. something? Once you once you put it in that
0: in that context, I had never thought about that before,
1: Vince. This was revolutionary. Yes. Without a shadow of a, bro, that's, bro, I remember when Proud Mary came out when I was a kid, bro. Right. And I remember, I mean, bro, this had to be, I'd say, 71-ish, like yeah, somewhere right around there. then. right in there. And then I remember seeing her for the first time. And like I said, bro, when it was legs up to the neck and right. and, and the tassels on the skirts and right. and, and her in and the two dances, everything three. was so three, everything was so succinct. I was like, who the, fr- as, a, as a white Italian kid, bro, <laughs> who's this hot mama?
0: <laughs> Unbelievable, man. You know, I had never thought about it like that, but you 100% right, man, they sh- Started what we see today. Absolutely. Talking about 45, 50 years later. What we see today was started with the Ike and Tina Turner review. Yes. Remember that? Absolutely. It was the Ike and Tina Turner review. Yes. Yes. Man. That's why your boy. Smitten with her. Your boy with the wigs. We've talked about him.
1: Who? Uh Specter, Phil Spectre. Oh, Phil Spector, yeah. Well, he was he was smitten with the Ronettes and uh yeah, I mean yeah, ab- absolutely but you know who wasn't smitten with her with at the beginning, bro. I did a little research during the week. What was that? She pursued Ike. Most definitely. She everything pursued- about that whole
0: movie yes. was a lie. I, that's what I want to talk about a little Everything. bit. Everything you you know who I got it from? Frankie Joe Valley. Brown, Frankie Valley. No, not no, no Frankie Valley, <laughs> Miss Judge Joe Brown.
1: Yes, no, he's from Memphis. Oh, let me hear this, because there were a couple of things that turned me on Tina Turner, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, I mean, I ain't trying to rain on nobody's parade. You know, God
0: bless her. She was one of the greatest female entertainers in the history of American music, black or white or indifferent. I mean, she had a category. I continue to Turner had a category of their own right back in those days. But at the end of the day, judge Joe Brown talks. You got, I don't, you know what? You got to go look this up, bro. I don't even want, I would say a few things that he said, but some of the stuff really made you think. Everything that we saw in the movie, Judge Joe Brown said, was all inverted. Because they never got Ike's input on the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ike never got a dime from that movie. He never got any input from the movie. Everything was from someone else's you know, outlook. And when I learned that, I was like, well, damn, how can you have a movie about someone from someone else's perspective, you know, it's just like you and I was somewhere going up and down the road in pro wrestling. And you remember a story one way, Vince, and I remembered another way. And we both was right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause sometimes you might have to correct me. Cause I remembered another way because 30 years done went by. If you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I learned that, I was like, wow. But when you hear Joe Brown talk about that whole situation, Vince, it's, it's it's different, bro.
1: Well, we 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 have talked about this before, bro. Because years ago, years ago, man, we talked about this over a year ago. You know, yeah, you know, I've seen many uh, Tina Turner documentaries and biographies, right. and bro, right. here, here's what I said to you. But I remember I said this to you when her and Ike split. Her solo career was going nowhere. And what happened, bro, what was the turning point? She did an interview with People Magazine, and she threw Ike under the bus, and that's where Ike beat her, and Ike right. let her with, left her with 36 cents in a pocket, and Ike was this. And, bro, until she threw him under the bus, and now – you say this all the time, bro, with wrestling. Put this in the book. <laughs> now she had the story – to launch the solo career. And right after that, bro, she became a superstar. Blew up. Blew up, bro. And, and, and just
0: ostracized. Yes. Uh, demonized. Sullied. I mean, this man's name was trash yeah but you know something if you go and listen to judge joe brown and let him talk about those early days it will
1: blow your mind yeah let let, let me let me read a little bit about this i'm I'm gonna read you some of this steve because this is very very interesting so people out there will know what we're talking about um this is very interesting um They likened, uh, Tina likened her early relationship with Ike Turner to that of a brother and sister from another lifetime. So that tells you right there, bro, he wasn't pursuing her from a sexual point of view. It was more like brother or sister. Business. Yeah. She even says they were platonic friends from the time they met in 57 until 1960. Their affair began. When, while Ike was with his living girlfriend, Lorraine Taylor, they had sex when she went to sleep with him after another musician threatened to go into her room. Mm-hmm. After recording a fool in love, Turner told Ike that she did not want to continue their relationship. He responded by striking her in the head with a wooden shoe stretcher. He beat her with a
0: shoehorn. Now I'm I'm looking at somebody right here. I can't see who it is. Said, yeah. "How come Judge Joe Brown wasn't asked to speak in the documentary?"
1: That's another they put good question,
0: question mark. Then they said, "Were they afraid for he would speak the truth?" Of course they were. Of course they were. You got to realize we're talking about the entertainment business here, right? Exactly. And we're talking about get over money. You got to create certain things to get over. Isn't that what we do? Yes. Vince? Yes. Isn't yes. that why they pay you to be a writer? Yes. And isn't that why you don't write good storylines for people like myself? Isn't that why? When we get back on? Isn't, I, isn't that? No, I want people to know this. That's why I continue to turn up. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I get upset when I think about certain things in the past. That's what I do. But. If you listen to Joe Brown, who was in Memphis back then, brother, some of the things that he say, Vince, what you're reading right now is one thing, and that's one person's perspective. He didn't, You didn't know about the different homes that Ike was opening up for battered women. You never heard about that, right? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You notice that? You never heard about that. Well, go look it up. Ike was opening up different shelters for battered women, and if he was such a this, this super bad guy, how would he? Why would he would be doing something like that?
1: Well, he, 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 these are the words of Ike Turner. Now, Let, let's okay. look at the words of Ike Turner in his autobiography, uh-huh. "Taking Back My Name." Ike Turner stated, "Sure, I've slapped Tina. We had fights, and there have been times when I." Punched her to the ground without thinking. But I never beat her. In a 1999 interview on The Roseanne Show, Roseanne Barr urged Ike to publicly apologize to Turner. In 2007, Ike told Jet that he still loved her and he had written a letter apologizing <clears throat> for putting her and, and, and the kids through that kind of stuff, but he never sent it. After his death on December 12, 2007, Turner Mm -hmm. issued a brief statement through her spokesperson. Tina hasn't had any contact with Ike in more than 30 years. No further comment was made. Turner's sister, uh, Aline, still considers Ike her brother-in-law and Mm -hmm. attended his funeral. Phil Spector criticized Tina Turner at the funeral. Turner told the Sunday Times in 2018 that, as an old person, I have forgiven him, but I would not work with him if he asked me for uh, one more tour. Uh, No, no, absolutely not. Ike wasn't someone you could forgive and allow him back in. But the the fact of the matter is, bro, she used the story to get over. Exactly. But that wasn't the whole story. That was her story. Yeah, yeah.
0: But like I said, Joe Brown tells a whole different story, especially in the early days because that's where he's from. And he remembered it.
1: Yeah. And he oh, remembered
0: yeah, but- Ike, when they were kids, Ike would come by and give all the kids certain things, stuff like that, in his big car. And he talked about Tina also. But I'm I'm not going to say anything to dis- dis- disparage her name or anything like that because she just died. I just encourage people to go out and look at certain things from Ike's point of view.
1: Right. Right.
0: Well. Because you- people don't realize how big of a musical genius this guy was yeah nobody talks about the musical genius that this guy you know that was a uh Creedence Clearwater clear revival song that this guy made into a rock and roll song how yeah. many people can do that
1: yeah no he was i i literally the steve, first rock and roll song yeah rocket 88 steve you remember that i rocket heard, 88 Yes, bro, I actually have Ike Turner albums, not Ike and Tina. I got Ike and Tina, but I actually have Ike Turner albums. Bro, the guy was an unbelievable musician, and nobody knows that because she was the show. Exactly. Exactly. You listen to a song,
0: they say, was the first rock and roll song, Rocket 88. In my Rocket 88. You know what a Rocket 88 is? That's an Oldsmobile, baby. So a lot know. of people don't know that.
1: I didn't know that. See, it
0: takes people know. like a Ray dog to come out here and let you know <laughs> what a rocket 88 is. Yes. It's an Oldsmobile, baby. You don't know this, Vince. A little Italian kid on Long Island. He don't know nothing about this, I didn't man. Know that. I did not know you nothing know?
1: about that.
0: No. It takes a person like myself to
1: come out and let people know what a rocket 88 is. Yeah. Here's a question we got to ponder. What's that? This this is the stuff that's so interesting to me because listen, bro, she exuded sex. It's the first time sex was not you know, bro. It was like literally injected into rock and roll. There was nobody. There's no Britney Spears and people. No, (laughs) but here's but, but here's what I wonder now, Stevie. This is where the conversation gets interesting bro, I bet she she would be banned today. I bet she would be blackballed today, bro. I bet she would be on the cancel list today, bro, because her body and her sexuality was part of her act. And I bet you in 2023, women wouldn't like that. You know something? In a lot of ways,
0: their show, and tell me if you agree or disagree with this, the Ike and Tina Turner review was more of a show that was pretty much would be for Vegas. Absolutely. Than a regular concert. Absolute, absolutely. You know Absolute, what I'm saying? Be- absolutely. Be- because Ike, what this guy could hear in his head and how he put everything together, it was so different. The guy was way ahead of his time, man. Yeah. And he never gets credit for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: Joe Brown even talks about it. He never gets credit for what he did for music. Everybody think it was her. You were just a reflection of what was in somebody else's mind. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, how he had all... If you listen to those Ike Turner albums that you got yeah. and listen to the arrangements. Mm-hmm. You remember the song uh, Nutbush City? Mm-mm. I want anybody to go back and listen to that song and listen to the music and how he arranged all of that music for that song. Even though she wrote the song, he did all the music back in those days was the beginning of the wow. Wow. You remember the wow. Wow. Yes. Wow, wow. 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 Yep. Yep. That yep. was one of the first songs. Tell me something yeah. Oh, Rufus. Yeah. But that was a few years later. It was. It definitely was. That was yeah. a few years later. Yeah, yeah. And how I incorporated, go back and listen to that song and how he incorporated each and every peak of that song. And I'm like, I listened to that song even to this day. You got to listen to it with headphones on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you can hear yeah. certain things that you can't hear on certain speakers. Yes. And I'm like, that was genius, man. Ow, 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 wow, 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 wow. And then, oh my God, I remember when I was a kid when that song first came out. And I'm like, the way he starts the music and then the vocals come in, and then another piece will come in, then another piece will come in. I'm like, good Lord, man. I didn't think about music back then the way I think about it now. But to be a musician, People don't realize how hard musicianship is, man, oh, I know. because I know, today man. I know today we just got beats. Yeah. But a real musician got to hear four, five, six, seven different
1: things at one time and then put them all on top of each other. Do you know how hard that is? I know, bro. And and I, I think it's fair to say, bro, when you look at black music, there's no way that that didn't inspire Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. The Ohio Players. Bro, that stuff wasn't around between before Ike and Tina Turner, bro. Ike was doing it years before that. It it was like you said, it was glamorous. It it was Diana Ross with the Supremes. It was Gladys Knight with the Pips. It was was all glamour. It was not downright in-your-face soul until these two came along. But, see, that's the thing. What Ike was doing – was not
0: R&B, Ike was doing rock and roll. Right, yep. They say Ike Turner is the first person to exude rock and roll with the song Rocket 88. That, From what I hear, that is the first rock and roll. How true it is, I don't know. Yeah. But like I said, you don't know what a Rocket 88 is, man? What, how, I didn't how, know, bro. How do you what, come what, through what life? I'm, I'm a white I, Italian. I, That don't make no difference. You never drove an Oldsmobile. I drove a Camaro. (laughs) I listen. Okay, this is the thing. This is the thing. Oldsmobile back in the day, all their engines was called Rocket. You see what I'm saying? So where'd the 88 come in from then? Well that was the name of one of the motors back then. The 88. Rocket 88. See, even back in the 80s, in the Trans Am series, I can't remember the guy's name, the name of his sport, the name of his team, he drove nothing but Oldsmobiles. And guess what the name of his team was? I can't think of his name right now. Rocket 88. No, Rocket Sports.
1: (laughs) There you go. There
0: you go. So everything with the Oldsmobile engine, every, every manufacturer have a certain kind of engine. But Oldsmobile's, you know, their signature
1: name was Rocket. Wow, I like that. I yeah. like that. All right, Stevie, let's take a look at uh, Jim Brown. Jim I, don't Brown. Think, I don't think people – listen, bro, the guy had an iconic football career. Everybody knows that. I don't think, bro, they understand the role he played in civil rights. A lot of people don't. T- talk about that a little bit, because he, here's one. L- 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 let, me, let me let everybody know. He was one of the few athletes to speak out on racial issues in the 50s as civil rights was growing. And he, he was still one, a kid then. Yeah, he was one of the most. And I remember seeing documentaries about this. He was one of the most prominent African-American athletes to engage in civil war activism. And he called on other African-Americans to become more involved in initiatives of the field. Uh, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Carl Stokes were all members of the Cleveland Summit, a Mm -hmm. meeting with Muhammad Ali held with the intention of of convincing the four to rally behind and recruit others to help Ali's cause of civil rights in the United States because Ali was a pariah in American society at that time because of his opposition to the Vietnam War and refusal right. to enter the draft. So, bro, any athletes that got behind him at that time were gonna be freaking blackballed, bro. Right, and right. Jim, right. And Jim Brown led the charge.
0: Yeah. Jim Brown has been an outspoken person since birth, I believe. I'm serious. Yeah. You gotta realize where the guy's from and he goes to Syracuse. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah, The guy ends up in Syracuse? Probably the only black guy in the whole college back then.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and that was, it probably should have won the Heisman Trophy twice. Yeah. He was that good. Yeah. You know, but back then they weren't giving black guys the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. That's how good Jim Brown was, man. Yeah. So this guy had this mentality for years, man. For years, he was just one of those guys that did not back down and even uh i'm listening to uh a guy he used to uh play with Bobby Mitchell when they were playing with the Browns back in the early sixties, and he said the coach will come and curse him out, and he did nothing, but the coach wanted to curse Jim Brown out. <laughs> <laughs> so They would curse Bobby Mitchell out. Right, right, right. And I guess Bobby would have to tell Jim Brown what the coach just cursed him out about. In essence, I'm really not talking to you. I'm talking to Jim Brown.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Bobby Mitchell, who's in the Hall of Fame also, that was so funny. It was like, what did I do? You know, I didn't come in late, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. But Jim did something, but the coach. It's too petrified.
1: Yeah, right. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Is that crazy? Now, Stevie, this is what I found the most interesting. And I want you to really uh, touch on this a little bit because (laughs) he's going to get he went against the grain here a little bit. I want to talk about this. In 1966, Brown founded the Negro Industrial Economic Union later known as the Black Economic Union the BEC right. to help promote economic opportunities for minorities and businesses right brown later stated in 1968 ebony interview we've got to stop wasting all our energy and money marching and picketing and going uh, th- uh, uh, and, and doing things like campaigning down in washington on a poor people's campaign We've got to get off the emotional stuff and do something that will bring about real change. We've got to have industries and commercial enterprises and build our sustaining economic base. Then we can face white folks man to man and we can deal. Bro, that was but that was kind of against the grain of what Martin Luther King was doing. Wasn't he kind of here burying Martin? But you got to realize you got to
0: realize something, uh, Vince. Everybody that was out there doing things like that and seeing things in another perspective did not agree with Martin Luther King. For some reason, all white people think, all black people think the same, and we all agreed with everything that was going on in the Civil Rights Movement. You know what I'm saying? But no, yeah. you had a zillion people that did not agree with him in the way of which he was talking about. Even Martin Luther King said before he was assassinated, I think I've led my people down the wrong path. Even he said that. Yeah. But those are the things that's not put in your history books that's or true. that nobody talks about. Isn't that the same thing Huey Luton and Bobby Seals was talking about with the black Panthers?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: You looked it up. Isn't yep. that the same thing they were saying? Yep. That is, is, it's no one way to be right about something for some pe- for some reason or another, that's promoted. That only the Martin Luther King way is the right way. It's no, and nobody's saying it's the right way, but nobody's saying it's the wrong way. But it's more than one way one to way. be right about the same situation. And and there's more than one way to attack the problem. Exactly. Right, right. Now, Jim Brown talked about this till, I mean, all the way until the 90s. You know, I remember uh, different interviews he was talking about how You know, professional athletes are making this kind of money now. Why don't they invest in this, that, and the other? And you had so many. I forgot the girl's name. She was a track star. Well, nobody should tell me how to spend my money and blah, blah, blah. And they didn't see the big picture. Yeah. As well as you see today. No. How many times have you heard me say, once you get to a certain level, you can't go back and bring people along. How many times you heard me say that? A lot. Only one guy that's out there doing it at a certain level of which he can go around certain criterias and try to do it. And that's LeBron James. And look how many people hate this guy today. And he never did nothing to nobody. He never said nothing bad about nobody. You ever seen anything like that? You ever seen one man that ain't never been in the news for nothing negative in his life? Other than trying to bring people, he started his own company that surrounds him. He's the one that started Clutch Sports to help the athletes. He's the one that opened his own school, and the kids can go to college for free. Why do you hate somebody like that? Explain that. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Because society has taught you to hate you know why? How many times you got to tell? How many times I got to tell people when it comes to professional wrestling? Well, let's just put it in this context. You got to have a heel and you got to have a baby face. That's what the money is. Michael Jordan is the baby face. LeBron James has turned into the heel for no reason, because society has taught you to do that. You see what I'm talking about? It's pro wrestling one on one because we got to keep this Jordan brand going. You got to keep the Jordan brand going, and you got to cause this big, big money.
1: Stevie, I'm going to leave that right there as a segue because that's part of next week's show. Because you know what? I'm getting a lot of cards and letters. From I'm who? Cards and le- I'm getting a lot of cards. And- Vince, you don't, you don't call Stevie Ray out enough. You don't call, call me you out. You need to call Stevie Ray out on a couple things. So call you- me out. You know what next week's going to be? Here's what, what next week's going to be. Calling Stevie Ray out week. Call me out. Putting you on the hot seat. Putting call me out. Putting you on the hot seat. Calling hey, you out next week. I went, I will go to war. I got video documentation. Of what? Oh, uh, you'll see. You'll see. I don't tip my hand.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Cool. Call me out. Gonna, are you going to be ready for this?
0: I'm always ready. Okay. All right. What's going on with the book? They don't call me Steady Freddy. <laughs> who, call, who calls you Steady Freddy? Hey, everybody. They call me Steady, Steady Freddy. Because I'm always ready. That's what they call me. Steady Freddy. Yeah. Listen, how's the book coming? The book is coming well. The book is, hey, brother, I'm just getting ready to start. I'm going to war. I'm going to war with everybody on earth. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to war. You think Jim Brown was bad? You better bring up. You, you think Jim it. Brown bad cause he threw the woman out the window. You better, huh? bring a,
1: you better bring your shoe on with you.
0: You know, you know, I stand behind Jim Brown when the lady jumped out the window. I stand behind Jim. Wow. Because when the police got there. They said, Jim, what happened? He said, "I didn't throw out the window." She jumped out the window.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? That's kind of what we're going to. We, we, that's wh- that's kind of what we're going to talk about next week. It, it's call out Stevie Ray week next week. Call me out. I don't, and I don't know if you can handle it. I, I can mean, handle I'm, it. I'm going to be honest with you. Call me out. All right, next. Have week. you ever known me to back down from a fight?
0: Next week. You tried to seek your people on me several occasions. What? Who, what? <laughs> What people? What? You tried to seek uh, all your guys on me on several occasions, yeah, and I, each and every one of them, other than my man that comes on every now and then, didn't know what they were talking about. Had everything inverted, as backwards
1: and well, upside down. Next week, I'm gonna have my facts straight. I'm calling you out on the on the on the on the rug, and you're gonna have to answer some questions. I'm here, brother. All right, I'm here. You guys don't want to miss this next week. I'm here. Everything is Stevie Ray. Bring him. Next week, I call him out, man. Stevie Ray, TV, Twitch, Stevie Ray TV,
0: YouTube. Come on now, drop me a dime. If you want to talk about Vince Russo, come on and come on. We'll talk about him. All right.
1: Well, listen, next week, the hot seat, Stevie Ray. Let's see if he can make it. Peace.